as the years passed, he fell into despair and lost all hope. For who could ever learn to love a beast? Few technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as... These two idiots... Tell me, you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight Podcast. We're here as we teased on our last episode. Promised. <laughs> Promised. Correct. Yeah, there's no going back. We recorded over two hours of Beauty and the Beast discussion. So, um, kick up your feet, uh, grab a snack. Grab some gray stuff. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get right into this masterpiece, Beauty and the Beast, um, and only Beauty and the Beast. We have no time for anything else. So... Let us pull up a chair and be our guest, etc. Enjoy. I remember Beauty and the Beast coming out in theaters and trying to go see it and being sold out. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I I don't know if I ever did. I know that we tried to. Uh, Maybe we did. I don't really remember. See, I think I mentioned on a previous episode that I thought Little Mermaid was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. But I was born in 86. It came out in late 89. Yeah. So maybe saw it, but like four years old. So I think that might be, I was told that, or it's a false memory, or I saw something about it. So I'm not sure if that is the first movie I've ever seen. I know I saw The Lion King uh, and things before that, but The Lion King when it was re released. <laughs> not that word. But yeah. <laughs> I did not see Beauty and the Beast in theaters. Uh, yeah, it would have been five. So maybe, it, maybe I even saw, went for my birthday or something. Right. Um, I don't know though. Uh, Possibly not, but it is one of those significant movies in my life for various reasons. Um, do you want to get into those reasons? <laughs> Let's get in, or do you want to talk about the movie itself? Well, yeah, we can go all over the place here. Uh, when did it come out? June? November 22nd, 1991. Holy cow. So, okay. No, just giving context. Uh, Yeah, it's amazing. I don't, I would, you don't need to uh, rank things, and it's hard, and it's what mood you're in, or whatever, but I find myself always putting that on my top animated Disney movie mm-hmm. list. Yes. Like, it's always 
it's not all just that like oh it's undoubtedly my favorite but it's just like well what's gonna replace it <laughs> what do i like more than it yeah. and it's just like for yeah. me it's um this and the original toy story were always like i don't know which i prefer right because i love both of them and even now there's been other pixar ones that i really like but then it's hard to like this one is a classic so that it, it, it has that going for it. <laughs> My only, uh, I don't have that same feeling as Toy Story. Like I do love Toy Story, but not that it would be maybe a co-equal. But I would say, and it's not their fault. They're amazing, but just that Toy Story now looks not as good. So like, and that has nothing like they it's can't help it. It's only compared to now that it doesn't look right. Good. Right at the time, yeah. it looked great, but it's just like Beauty and the Beast looks amazing now. It only look, it's it, only yeah. looking better. You watch that thing on Blu-ray, and I gotta <laughs> get it on 4K. It looks amazing. There's something about 2D animation on Blu-ray, crystal clear. It is, it is the best thing that uh, physical media does is 2D animation. It's makes everything look that much better and clearer uh okay the beginning why this movie's the best i will try to think of problems with this movie but there are none it's it is pretty <laughs> well it is pretty well perfect it and it was like before now where it's all fake or whatever but it was nominated for an oscar yeah and like to, first animated yeah i believe so i think yeah, Mary Poppins was, but it was like half, not even half animated. It just had animated sequences. Right. I think it did it even win. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Beauty and the Beast nominated Best Picture, Best Song, which it won. Right. Um, anything else? I don't know. But it is uh, to be, like now with, there's ten possible Best Picture, so animation can slip in there and it could deserve it one day whatever but to be in the top five i think is something special and i feel maybe i'm naive but i just feel the oscars are just increasingly corrupt <laughs> throughout time and not that yeah. they weren't before but there's like things are political more and more and more and more whereas this is the critics like it and the audience like it. I will go on thing. record. This is the one <laughs> snub that I still can't get over. I will go on record saying Wally is better than Slumdog Millionaire, and it wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, and we can get into that another time, <laughs> but people don't. There's there's criticisms of Wally. That I think are valid, in a, a bit, but they talk as if, uh, like there's two halves of the movie, yeah. and and this is like, if you watch it, he's still doing so much, right? And they just add a few characters, but it is, his character is like a silent movie still type yeah. of thing. It doesn't matter. We don't have to get on, on to it. No, Wally's amazing. I think, yeah, whatever. Uh, I would say 
Beauty and the Beast, why I would say it's my favorite is a million elements, but one thing is the fairy tale element of it, mm-hmm. and hearkening back to original Disney, they don't have the book opening, but they might yeah. as well could have. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's in like Snow White and uh, Sleeping Beauty and such. It's like a Did live they do action. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, I think for sure. Sleeping Beauty, a hundred percent. Jungle Book. I Jungle think Book is an obvious one if they were to do one. Uh, Cinderella, maybe. Maybe they. I think they do one in Snow White. It doesn't matter. They, there's a lot. The old ones, and it's all like a bejeweled yeah. uh, book. Robin and, Hood. And you open it up. Robin Hood does? Well, it shows the pages and the roosters on it, so I, th- I would assume it shows an opening, does it? Do you know what that rooster's name is? Uh, I've heard it. Yeah, I, because we have the books, and it's like, I don't know. I was, <laughs> I, I know it sounds like I should be laying out some trivia now. <laughs> doesn't matter. I won't look it up. It's, like Mar- it's not Martin O'Malley. It's something like... Whatever, it doesn't matter. Doesn't he say his name? Yeah, that's why it should be known to us. It's disgusting. And I'm, yeah, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> uh, but, okay, I feel because of nostalgia or whatever, but it brings modern storytelling. So it's not, I do love the old Disney, but it's like we're going to tell an old, not Disney story, old fairy tale that we used to do, like the Disney company, but we're going to do it in a, more up-to-date way, have it still medieval, castles and mm-hmm. princesses and all this stuff, but it's not as slow as Snow White or Cinderella, not that they're super slow, but I think you get the feel. And oh, dull. Uh, yeah, and it's not so, now, it, I think it is only getting better because it's not like a modern movie where it's like there's no real pop culture yeah. references and it's not getting like weird little nods to things it's just like <laughs> it's perfect in that it is uh it stays within its own world yeah it just it's the best that it doesn't a fairy seem tale. dated at all it's the best that's where of, with little mermaid talking about those dresses right make it feel dated right um and then even the quality of animation they at least got to the point with beauty and the beast where they couldn't really go much further up no. if at all like they started to more heavily use the cg backgrounds and stuff right but you don't want to overdo that right so they were kind of at the pinnacle so i think that's another reason why it really holds up is that it can't really look bad. Like, right. it got to that point where that's just the best 2D animation you can get. Right. So, it starts off, great deep voice narrator telling us what's going on. No, it, even before that, there's the music. Oh. The well, piano? The, yeah. See, I I didn't even rewatch this for the show. Neither did I. Because, it's no, ingrained no. in my mind. Right, and that's the thing where, oh, so that thing, I always thought, for the longest time, uh, that it was like an actual just classical piece. 
but it is made for the movie. This Okay, let's get into it. This is how my mind is all messed up and, like, overthinks things. So, if you go to the French Pavilion in Epcot, mm-hmm. there's Impressions de France, probably... It's my favorite. It's not a ride, but it's probably my favorite thing in Epcot. Uh, love it. That one of the opening shots in that. It's like going near like some river castle thing, whatever, and it has this type of music that's very similar. I'll edit this episode and cut this in here, and it sounds like very similar to what Beauty and the Beast has. So when I heard it there. I thought that was the Beauty and the Beast theme. And then I'm like, oh, it's probably some French composer. Beauty and the Beast is French. All this is making sense. That's why it's there. But it's very similar. And it's the actual real classical piece is something about like an aquarium. (laughs) It's like fish underwater (laughs) type thing. And it's very similar. But it's like ominous and amazing when that shot through the forest to the castle i will be cutting i'll put stuff in it is amazing (laughs) the first piece is from the carnival of the animals written by french romantic composer camille saint saint in 1886 this movement is titled the aquarium Now the second piece from the movie, written by Alan Mankin, we found in doing some research after the show that Mankin actually used the aquarium as a temp piece and then later wrote his own score that is very similar. Have a listen. And now, back to the show. Yeah, and even the title. Right, the text is after the narration, but I would say that's my favorite title. You got the beautiful beauty and the beast in concrete. it's, (laughs) It's not over the top, like, they could have made it terrible like that where... I don't know. They they made it classy with like I think it's fine because stone. it's like medieval stone. Yeah, it's not like And hers is just over the top like oh it's so ugly. It's just like no, it's it right. represents their characters. And I kind of even like that you do see the beast in that, but very little of him. Like he covers his face. Right? Yeah, but, so well, yeah, there's the whole narration and backstory with the stained glass. 
Get awesome. out of here. Get out of here. Like, it's the best. It's so well done and like has maybe like had there been anything like that before and has there been anything since? The only thing actually one thing having just said that think. since they kind of do it in Coco. Right. They but with the not even gonna venture to guess what they're called, but like the weavings Right. They do pictures like that. So it's its own cultural style. It gives a bit of a backstory. That's the only thing I could think. Not for, like, narration, but the, in uh, Prince of Egypt, when he has the dream. Yeah. Like, kind of. it's a higher girl... Hieroglyphics. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Uh, which is funny, because it's like, is that how all dreams are? Because they don't have TV... <laughs> that's what they dream in. Why, do you dream as TV? Uh, it's kind of like watching a show. <laughs> no funny. commercials. Uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, just the opening, and then for who could ever learn to love a beast, and they're pulling away from the castle, and it just... Yeah, so yeah, you get a glimpse of him, and, and they don't even hide it well, like no. he covers his face and is like you get a pretty good side look of him. Right. Whereas usually it would be a, like the big a, reveal. Yeah, like even in the uh live action remake, I'm trying to think you definitely don't see his face right in any way. Uh yeah. and I think I think you even mentioned this before. You've never seen the remake because you're anti I'm not even anti. <laughs> I've seen parts. I think it was on Netflix. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen parts, and I've seen parts on YouTube. If it was on, if someone else puts it on, I would not refuse. But in my house, no one is going to put it on. So I'm not just... I will not, with my own physical abilities to press remotes, choose that on purpose. I have seen it multiple times. I (laughs) have enjoyed it. But it's one of those movies where I think first time seeing it, it was like, that was great. And then with every viewing, it's like I find more things to not like about it. But it's pretty good. There's a lot I can say that I don't like about it now. But my sister-in-law does not. She loves the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice and refused to watch. Oh, that's actually... I gotta write that down. Uh, things that make you cry. The, what's her name? What's her name? Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley version. She's refused to watch it because she loves the other one so much, and she's like, "That's not Lizzie. She's Lizzie, and I'm not gonna watch it. They're gonna wreck it or whatever." It's like, Anne of Green Gables. Right. Megan follows will always be Anne. There's been all these little. <laughs> remakes and it's like I'm not even that big of a Anne fan but like my wife is and my mom and sister they've all been into it so I've seen it a ton of times and it's like I can appreciate it and then I see these new ones and it's like nope not my Anne <laughs> hashtag not my Anne <laughs> that for sure uh, but with the Pride and Prejudice it's just like come on I love the Kira Knightley version. I, I will watch it consistently by myself, requesting my wife watch it with me, and she will not watch it with me again. I will watch it. I've probably seen that movie ten times. I love it. I've watched it with commentary. It is 
amazing. I think it's so good. I have not seen any Pride and Prejudice. Oh, it's Although good I stuff. did start reading the uh, graphic novel Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, of and course. I was like, I don't know what's going on, so I stopped reading because I didn't get any of the references, if there were any. I, I don't even know. And then they made the movie. I might end up watching that eventually, but... Yeah. Uh... So what were we talking about? Oh yeah, no, I've not watched the live action. I won't. I I won't pretend to out like outright refuse, but I'm not. I don't. The care. only thing it has going for it is it tries to answer some questions that are raised by the cartoon. But is this a case of what we were talking about, Little Mermaid, where it's like I like unknown backstory? Somewhat. Um, and now some you're things explaining I think are. Crap. Um, just to kind of skip ahead. So <laughs> don't worry, I'll skip back. <laughs> one of the things raised, which to an idiot, <laughs> they might think is a valid point. In the song, Be Our Guest, Gaston, no, Lumiere says, 10 years we've been rusting. Right. So people say, oh, so they've been enchanted for 10 years. Sure. Is that a literal line saying for exactly 10 years we have been like this? Right. Or is it saying it's been longer and they only just started rusting <laughs> 10 years ago? I cannot tell you how much I appreciate. I'm dead serious. I want to talk about this. Um, yeah, so, and then people start doing the math. It will, uh, the, the rose will bloom until his 21st birthday. Right. So then they say, okay. So he's 11. So he was 11 when he was enchanted? No. Let's do the math here and let's take things literally. It's an enchanted rose for one. So it can do anything it wants. <laughs> yes. Agreed. But the wording is it will bloom until his 21st birthday. Not that it'll wilt. So the rose that she gives him is not fully bloomed and will open and then begin to wilt. So we do not know the amount of time that it takes for that to happen because the, because the other line is the, the rose has already begun to wilt. Yes. So it, it wasn't wilting before. Like... He, yeah, it wasn't Lu until recently, it seems. Lumiere says... Lumiere so says, The rose has already begun to wilt! Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... Now the clock is really ticking because it's begun to wilt. So, I... People saying he was 11 years old, and Disney kind of <laughs> copped out and did this because he looks really young in the Enchanted Christmas. Right. I hate <laughs> that part of it. There's... Anyways, that's all other thing. Uh... <laughs> But it shows him being a bratty 11-year-old and answering the door. But it's like, no, that's not necessarily what that means. It, it could be anything, is basically what I'm saying, is we don't know the time frames. Ten years is just a line in a song. It could be allegorical. It's not <laughs> literal. Uh, so, yeah, that's one of the things I feel like they try and address in the live action is how long it's been. And they kind of, they don't use that line and they don't even make it clear, but they just make it so that, no, he wasn't 11. He was 
whatever. Right. And people would have a problem. I, I just want to go on record here. People would have a problem with a witch cursing an 11-year-old. I want to go on record that I would not have a problem with that. I would have a problem with it because uh, an 11-year-old would not... Yes, they should be raised a certain way. But to be like, oh, you didn't accept... Uh, or you didn't offer me a room. and Yeah, j- just to curse him. He's 11. Like, he hasn't fully grown yet. I understand that. If he, It would have been better if he was 13. And he's like a man and like Jewishness things. <laughs> 14? Not that it's 13. Bar mitzvah. Doesn't matter. Maybe. But I would have preferred that. But 11 is... I'm okay with it because it's fairy tales and they're brutal and they're old and like this is medieval time when you would be I'm po- not okay with it because you see the beast and that's not an 11 year old beast no and, <laughs> and the uh, I know it's hard to judge but the stained glass does not look like an 11 year old yeah I, yeah exactly they can embellish things but clearly he's a man he looks generally yes. like oh, and the other thing. No, I think yeah, I think he, I think you're right. I don't want him to be eleven. All this stuff. He's not eleven because the painting. There's a portrait of him that he right. scratches out where he looks the exact same as when he's human at the end. That's not an eleven year old. So get your heads out of each other's butt cracks and pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. And, th- yeah, that painting would have been, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Oh. Uh, Mitch. There's a comedian. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. And it applies to that painting. And it's, like, uh, someone showed me a-, a picture of themselves and said, this is a picture of when I was younger. And he's like, every picture of you is when you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> and that painting yeah. would be the same thing in that, yeah. It's, it could have, even if you want to pretend that, like, that's a two-year-old painting, doesn't matter, then he's that much older. Like, it doesn't, it works only to your, what your argument is saying, right? Yeah. Like, it's... And, yeah, because, obviously, yes, it is when he's younger, and maybe it is even ten years has passed, but the difference between an 11-year-old and a 21-year-old and the difference between a, a 18-year-old and 28-year-old, there's a, there's a big change that happens when you're younger. When you hit a certain age, you don't change as much. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Um, you know what I like also? I don't like, or I do like, that the Enchantress, she turns into a beautiful Enchantress. I like that she never shows up again. It's just like, because in other movies, she would have been like, revealed to be Le Fou or some bull or something where it would just be like, oh, we got to wrap it up and bring uh, it around. She is in the live action later. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, oh yeah, no, 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 it is, <laughs> and it's so obvious too, because it's like, oh, she was the enchantress, but it's like. I don't even care if I spoil it. There's oh, just I don't like care. a there is a beggar woman in town and Gaston even even says, Oh, come on, Belle, you gotta get married or you're gonna end up like so and so. Oh no. And it's the 
a yeah. little on the nose. And yeah, there's there's her there, and then there's another scene. She saves um, Maurice from wolves, I guess. I don't know. No, so, I just like her going around but yeah, cursing people. Yeah, it's like she literally just shows up to test him. You failed. And you're cursed, I, and then I, doesn't show up again. I, I like it. It's, she's and like, then she's he like his a, lesson, and it's like she doesn't have to show up and be like, "See, you learned," and then like spell it out for him. Yeah, or no, anything. she's like an angel or something, testing people or whatever. Yeah. Like, there should be that. It's a fairy tale. It's amazing. Uh, that reminds me, and I, I think this goes with your point. Like, he could have been cursed, and they could have been at it for years. Let's say. Mm-hmm. that's fine 10 years whatever less more i don't care but yeah i feel less is fine fairy tales move along fast and that gets into an old argument i don't know which side you were ever on but i always thought it doesn't completely work for myself but i think there's arguments that like this movie takes place over like three or four days yeah, that, uh, and people it's have a debatable. Pro- it's debatable because the weather is the big factor. The, the weather is the biggest factor. She gets there, and then it starts snowing, and the lake's frozen. Yeah, so there's but not frozen enough that it can hold the horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's all these little things. You don't know how far away the castle is, so like Maurice's time to get there. Fleet runs back. Belle goes there like is she it doesn't seem like she's just showing up the next day to save her father like his hands are like ice from one night like he's probably been there for a little while no I think I don't think he's warmed up actually well I feel like the whole thing is like I guess maximum four days I guess it's still like it is I guess the next day so yeah that that does work uh but Four days? I don't know. Or less. Okay. Let's I let's just hammer this through. Okay. Okay. We'll figure it, it out. It starts on well, skip the narration. So it starts so at Little Town, Little Town is Friday. <laughs> Little Town. I'm gonna write this down. Little Town Friday. And that evening Maurice leaves for the fair. I gotta watch this again. What's he say? Hitch up Philippe, girl. I'm off to the fair. <laughs> and then the log hits him. That's one of the things that's like, you don't need that. No, I, I agree. I, I would cut that, that out. That slapstick and him, like, tongue sticking out, eyes crossed. It's like, ah, you ruined it. And then, so what's the, is the scene after that? Gaston. So yeah, I don't know. Does it show him? Like it's dusk. Like does it follow him right away? I don't know. I we can get into. I love that shot. Oh yeah, it does because her and Gaston. It's the next morning. Goes till the next day. Right. So, uh, but I we'll just pause it there. I love that shot. I think I I want to get that as a painting where he's walking away and it's like the mountains when he's off to the fair. You see their house in the 
uh, foreground, and then he's going to the background, and there's like a little bridge and stuff. <laughs> sure. It, it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the next day, or no, he go, he goes to the castle Friday night. Yeah. It is implied, I guess you're technically... Yeah, it's definitely, it's now evening, he should have been there by now, Yeah, they went the wrong way, and then they start running from the wolves... Uh, he loses Philippe and then gets to the castle on his own. Which is a whole other thing. How does Philippe know where the castle is? I know. I've thought about that too. <sighs> but w- w- talking about this as a... Small a, potatoes. Other... Um, Philippe's great as a real horse. Yes. Great real horseness. Side note. Uh, at Belle's story time, the yeah. new attraction... Well, it's maybe not new now, but uh, at... Is it Fantasyland in Magic Kingdom? While you're waiting, the uh, cast member there was doing like little trivia. And most were really obvious, and people would answer. And then he said, what's the name of Belle's horse? And there was just like silence. And I kind of just waited, and then I was just like, Philippe. And everyone was like... (laughs) so impressed they were like oh and like turned and like looked I was just the the tall guy in the back they're like what he knew that and it was just like yeah have you seen the movie they say his name a lot a lot that's it see that's the thing there's other animal characters uh, uh, what was I just watching uh or yeah whipping through Lion King there like Rafiki what is his name why do we know it Follow old Rafiki, he knows the way. He talks about himself. That's the only time I believe anyone says the word Rafiki. So he names himself. Mm, It's the crazy monkey. No one talks about him, right? Because he's at the beginning. He goes off. Right? But I was thinking about that where there's certain movies, right? Where it's like their characters aren't even named, but we know what their names are, kind of thing, <laughs> and vice versa. Uh, so, Castle Friday, I think she comes the same night. Or no, no she comes the next, the next day. day. She comes Saturday so he night. he is imprisoned. <clears throat> the she, next day, Gaston proposes and she rejects, rejects him. him and she sings Belle Reprise. I love that song. That's my favorite uh, not my favorite thing of this uh, song, and I would say that's my second favorite in this whole movie. Just the like, provi- or the provincial life stuff. Yeah, if she's on the hill there. I like that more than uh, part of your world. Yeah, and that yeah that so thinking of the order of songs, so she sings "Little Town," right. And then it's that is the next song. I think so, so that's the second one saying what she wants. Right. She wants adventure. More than she can tell. <laughs> and the great wide somewhere. Like those are I wish I could talk and write like that. And the great wide somewhere. And the way she like flexes her wrists when she's like out in the field. <laughs> I can't even like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm acting. She looks... (laughs) Like, she holds it. She's not hugging herself. She comes closer to herself and then expands a little. Her arms. She looks very frustrated. Yeah. It's awesome. 
and then she settles down, and then the horse comes. And I believe, this is the thing, Saturday night is Be Our Guest, Be our guest Gaston, uh, them, they, see, this is why I believe in the fairy tale. They are already getting along Saturday night when she, well, that hurts. Well, it wouldn't hurt if you would. Yeah. That is Saturday night. Okay, okay. It's like four so in the she morning. Gets there. Who yeah, knows what yeah. time? And if it's and it, if it is winter and it is winter and it's uh, snow, that that sun sets earlier. So it could yeah. So it's like earlier. sun could set up. And I mean, five o'clock. I don't know what France is like, but Canada, <laughs> you can have those days where you have snow all of a sudden and then you don't. The lake freezing thing. I don't know. Right, which is a problem, and well, it might have been cold, but nobody's bundled up earlier. <laughs> right, and I'll let it slide for. Uh, so this is actually where uh, they do a good job of kind of explaining that in the live action is uh-huh. <laughs> the whole castle and surrounding area is enchanted, okay. so it's a perpetual winter. So it's like okay, fine in that area. That's just part of the curse sure like that's where just everything's explained with magic like and there you don't have to say anything more yeah so that's one thing that okay they've explained that problem away not right. that it even is a great problem right but. so yeah i think this is always the sticking point but like her coming to the castle gaston singing like i think that okay take him to the town he goes to the town and that Gaston song happens that same Saturday night. Well, yeah, because he's all hung up about it. Right. And rejecting him. And that's when Maurice comes in. Right. And, yeah, hideous beast, all this stuff, like, everything's pointing to the urgency of this. And not that he wouldn't go back to his hometown, but, like, if it was, like, the super long travel and all this stuff, he would have ran into another town, maybe before like you would be asking for helps you wouldn't go all the way home necessarily yeah but he he gets thrown in the enchanted carriage that's true that is true so where where does it drop him off does it go right to his house because it's kind of on the outskirts maybe no one would have noticed what does he say take him to the village (laughs) so yeah so it could have gone right to their house because it seemed like the path they took didn't go through town or anything no one would have seen that I was just thinking, did he just, like, kick him out on the outskirts? But their house kind of is. Right. It's like a farm. Uh, so I think be our guest, all this stuff, and they're already getting so yeah. along Saturday night. So, yeah, she goes, take me instead. I'll show you to your room. <laughs> and then you'll join me for dinner. Yeah. No. You go ahead and starve. West Wing. Uh, or be so, our guest. So yeah, uh, guard her room. You can count on me, Mon Capitan. And then he's burning <laughs> the feather duster. Right. And she walks out. So yeah, I guess it's still the same night. Why doesn't the dresser help in any of this? She's in her room. She could be watching her. And anyways, that's kind of a side. It's not like Belle's really alone in her room. But when does the dress the dresser's revealed then? 
right no, on. like as soon as she's brought in. Yeah. So what's the problem? I'm just saying Cogsworth tells Lumiere to watch oh, her. Yeah. No, I, she I, could have like just been like, hey, anyone out there? She just left. Or right. maybe she could have tried to keep her in her room. No, I don't know. It just doesn't really matter. No, you can't. She goes down to the, the kitchen because she's obviously hungry. The wardrobe is loyal to whoever's staying in. I guess. Yeah. No, that's well known. <laughs> that's a well documented <laughs> fact. Uh, I've read academic papers on wardrobe. Well, the master's not so bad once you get to know him. She's <laughs> she's trying to push the agenda. She is pushing the fall in love agenda. <laughs> she is. So I don't know. If she's loyal to the yeah, person that, in the room. That is a good point. <laughs> she does have a hidden agenda. Um, Belle goes down because she's hungry. She, they play beer guess and she eats literally nothing. Gray, a finger full of gray, gray stuff. stuff. Yes. <laughs> Which I hear, yeah, There's you can get the recipe for how they make it at Disney now or whatever. Um, it's an actual real thing. That's one of the, one of the low points of the live action, I would say, is Be Our Guest because they put emphasis on the fact that she hasn't eaten or she's not getting to. And it's like Emma Watson being like, oh, Huffy, like, oh, I was going to eat that. Right. It's just like, no, don't, no one cares. It's all about the show, and the show isn't even that great. Ewan McGregor. You're really selling it. <laughs> Ewan McGregor is not a good Lumiere. I've said it. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah, it just seems odd. Uh, and he didn't even know the song. I've heard this, like, this is from something talking about disappointing food in uh, movies and like she doesn't get to eat anything and it's a little disappointing but you don't really think about it but it always reminds me of Home Alone this isn't my original thought but the craft dinner or macaroni and cheese yes. not being touched uh, is I recently read something of that though he knows they're coming at nine right why bother setting the table and wasting all that time and then that's a good point like it's a microwave dinner do it at any time that's a good point <laughs> that's a very good point okay so we kind of blew th- past some things so Gaston Maurice, so Sunday morning but she runs away because of the whole West Wing thing he saves her that's Saturday night they are back at the castle and she's tending to his wounds same night I would think I you would, would assume if, yeah uh, so they're getting then, along, and then the the day that and, she meets well, the yeah, piece, she's so, getting along with them already. Okay, so this is one of the ways that this movie is very significant to me. Obviously, there's ties to my childhood and watching it a lot then, and because of that, that's one of the things. This is also my wife's favorite Disney movie. Belle's her favorite princess, all that stuff. So we have, Brenda is wise. <laughs> so we had, uh, even when we were dating, this connection through that. And there was one time, I don't even know if we were dating or if it was before, where we did the exchange of, that hurt! <laughs> Starting at that, right up to, well, you should learn to control your temper. But we, we did it in like a group of friends, and they were like, what you guys like, are psychopaths you are crazy but we knew it like to a t 
Like, right. So that was a whole bonding thing. <laughs> right. Bonding. Bonding. Is that what the word to use for? No, I'm thinking of the Toy Story. I know that people would hate us just quoting things. Unidirectional bonding scripts. <laughs> yes. Mr. Lightyear needs more tape. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, that's what made me. Think I have the word bonding made me think way of too that. many quotes. At the ready. <laughs> I know. Then should be allowed. Oh, for sure. <laughs> because once you start watching it, the whole movie is a quote. Uh, when they're excellent. So, okay, Sunday morning. Okay, so Sunday morning. His, I guess that is... His arms bandaged. He's watching her out there with the horse. I'm just trying to think of how it transitions. Because, like, she says, you just learn to control your temper and all the, like objects kind of like come out because they're like oh man she just diffused that and they're all at ease and then she says by the way thank you for saving my life and then does it go right into that next scene it might go to like uh uh or does it come back to gaston it might be it might go to the gaston that we're gonna put him into the asylum oh maybe unless she agrees like i love that too that they're gonna throw i love that there's I love insane asylums. That that used to just be a thing, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like this guy's nuts, and or even if he's not nuts, we're gonna say he's nuts and just yeah. toss him into the insane inside, insane asylum. I guess I'm trying. I'm trying to think if it is that. Well, same we should have just watched it. This is dumb because it's obviously we can just find out in two yeah. seconds. Either way, but the next the day, next day he's bandaged. He's bandaged and watching her. And that's, that and is there, the line there. Let's just talk about things that we're talking about. But I want to get her something. And then Flowers Chocolates promises you don't intend to keep. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> like, whatever writer wrote that is a genius. Like, that is creative. That is uh, unique. That you do not, I don't think you hear that in a lot of, like, how much we like Tangled or stuff. What's a line that is that good? Like, promises that you don't intend to keep is an amazing <laughs> line. Uh, There's the regular. Do it's you mean, like, like, just great lines or those kind of chauvinistic but, like, tongue-in-cheek? Well, n- not even chauvinistic that I do love. Uh, <laughs> I like... <laughs> One of my favorites from Tangled is Flynn Rider when he's like um, asking if he would get superpowers from his hand being healed by the hair huh. because that would be stupendous. <laughs> Just the delivery of that is amazing. Yeah. And then he's like, superhuman good looks, born with it. <laughs> I love those. Uh, no, I don't. Th- I don't challenge Tangle. <laughs> right, I, I know you love it. But. I don't. Uh, I don't even think the promises you don't intend to keep is chauvinistic. I think it's just like a, a thing about reality and relationships. Yeah. No, so that's like, what I mean. I'm gonna lose cheek. weight and start yeah. exercising, or we're gonna go do this and like things that people say all the time that fall apart. Well, yeah, and it's it's funny because. I don't think anyone goes in thinking, I'm not going to keep this promise. Right. They might have the best right. intentions, and then it just doesn't go through. The one other truly chauvinistic line that is hilarious is Jafar's 
speechless, I see. A fine quality in the white. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so I think it's Sunday morning. Yes. Okay. I think Sunday is everything. Sunday is even the day that they have... Dinner? Yeah. Sunday night. It's possible. I. It's not 100% clear that you can say, yes, for sure it is. Because that could all be the same day. She's wearing green in the morning. She was out in the snow. I'm going to change. She gets a library day. Well, the blue one is at night. So, yeah, the blue one's at night. That makes come sense. Back because that's what she left in. She's and tending to his wounds. And that makes sense that she'd still be in that and she gets out of it. Yeah. That's one thing. How did she get beast on the horse? That's another little throwaway thing in the live action. She says to him, you're going to have to help me get you on the horse or something like that. Right. Just one of those things is like, well, how did that happen? Well, we'll just add a line that she's, she asks him to uh-uh. do it himself. <laughs> I have to say, when she he saves her, that's one of the best scenes in movie history. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Like, but, like as he's a, not a man, he's a beast, but it's one of the manliest things I've ever seen. Right. Where he's just, like, ripping wolves <laughs> off, and, yeah. The, like... There is nothing. The roar in the face, like... Okay, oh, I'm man. not even... Uh, right now, I have goosebumps thinking about the roar in the face, because what is that doing? Like, that wolf is just crapping itself, <laughs> because this thing, he's not biting them, he's not killing them. But he's just, like, screaming at this thing, just terrifying this wolf. Yeah. Like, in its face. It's my favorite thing. And talking about manly, it is, like, the whole, like, uh, people, uh, like, all women want to be with James Bond, all men want to be James Bond, that type of thing. This, like, people are psychos. Men and women are the same garbage. This is the difference. Every real red-blooded man wants to be the beast, killing or destroying animals that are attacking a woman. And I would... This is when we get sexist. I would hazard a guess there's quite a few women that wouldn't mind being Belle. (laughs) Yeah, it's being... Yeah, I, I do. I believe that is written into our DNA that the man wants to be the rescuer. Yeah, protector. And the woman wants to be rescued. Obviously, there's like shades of gray across that because maybe not everyone, but to some degree, that's pretty accurate. For but ninety nine percent of people. Yeah, and I would people, if you're listening to this and disagree then why is that scene and all scenes like that throughout every single movie so effective? And why, like, it wouldn't be effective. And, it, like, that scene would not pull people in if that did not connect to the human condition, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, oh, it's made up. Society is pushing that on. It's like, no, we like the scene because that's how we feel. It's not we're making this fake thing up and we're making scenes out of it. It's the feelings come first, then the scene was made. And it's not sexist in the way that, oh, women are weak and need saving. No. 
any regular man in that scenario would probably be eaten by six wolves or whatever right. there are. Correct. And she does what she can. She she puts up a good effort. She's gra- grabbed a tree branch. Right. But and like the horse Belle kicks is smart and she's in a position where her smarts aren't getting her out of it like yeah it's just I can't think strength. it's just yeah these are wild animals and your stick is not going to fight them all off yeah. and then he jumps in gets between them and is physically intimidating because he's huge I don't think he could have done it as his normal prince self he would have been killed too so it uh, had to be him as a beast 100% so there I, I don't and, think and it is he gets obviously and he's wounded by the end, he majorly just, wounded. Yeah, he collapses. Which <laughs> don't get me started on that collapse. No, his heavy breathing yeah. and the breath in the cold air. It looks like that, a bison. Yeah, just the like heaving back, and he's just so physically exhausted, and like the they have that connection, looking at each other, like that just happened, and then he collapses, and she's still like wide-eyed like what the yeah heck? and she's gonna leave and yeah she's like uh i guess i'll go and then doesn't this is the one point that i hate when people say bell has stockholm syndrome uh. it's like no watch the movie pick up on things <laughs> try and keep up pay attention <laughs> he saves her she could have left She's about to leave. And her goodness. Like we're saying, yeah, it is a couple days. It's not like, oh, I've been trapped with this guy for months or years, and now I've just grown accustomed to him. It's, no, she left because he had his outburst and was scared. Screw my my promise. I'm leaving. He saves her, and she kind of sees, oh, he's not just a monster. Yeah. All this is communicated to you not through words but through actions right and yeah even more against the stockholm garbage this is all in one night mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just like yeah she's scared and ran away and it's her being awesome and good yes feeling a little tinge of guilt there <laughs> oh i this guy just saved me I got to take care of him now. And, and look at that. All you psychos that are disagreeing with us. Uh, if you so dare. If you exist. <laughs> if you exist. <laughs> she saves him. Yeah. Right? She, he, he saves her for something that she could not do. And then she saves him right back. Not 30 seconds later. 10 seconds later. She's in the process of saving him. Yes. And then, okay, so then next scene with them in the castle. Right. I don't know if it is this. Maybe there's something between. But next scene with them, they're bickering. Right. Like, almost like a married couple. Right. The back and forth. And she knows him enough to know that that's his flaw of his temper being the reason that they got into this. Right. And, yeah, so what, so, uh, that hurt. (laughs) Let's go through what the exchange is. Um, why? (laughs) 
I just want the things that they say. Don't do that. Just hold still. That hurts! If you'd hold still, it wouldn't hurt as much. Well, if you hadn't have run away, this wouldn't have happened. If you hadn't frightened me, I wouldn't have run away. Well, you shouldn't have been in the West Wing. Well, you should learn to control your temper. Now hold still. Yeah. This might sting a little. All very good points. All very good way, points. They both have a great argument. Yeah. For saving my life. You're welcome. Oh. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Everything in there is amazing. Uh, I'm just trying to think. It is believable. Yeah. Because he is a psycho, angry guy. Yeah. But he he never even comes close to doing anything. He yells at her. But there's nothing... Like, the, the way... She, like, he's yelling at her, and her hair's moving back. And that is not right. <laughs> I'm not saying that is right. But she's not intimidated by him at all. Yeah. Like, she knows he's not going to do anything to me. Right? He's just angry and crazy. But yeah. he is never going to, right? Like, I can yell at this monster, which is great, and put him in his place. And she does, and it's awesome. And then she... He's a whole new person, Lisa. <laughs> Finding a man to change. It has everything for everyone. <laughs> yeah, he does go through a... You can see it in that clip if you watch it. Right. <laughs> he, there's an expression that changes after... Like, she has one up on him by saying, you should learn to control your temper. And he knows that that's true. But then she says, thank you for saving my life. So she gives him almost the upper hand of like, oh, I did something great. Right. And he doesn't just sit on that. He says, you're welcome. Right. But I think also he's like, well, you saved my life. You didn't leave me. Right. You could have. So there's that mutual respect. Right. Great foundation for a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So, I do love when people are singing in their heads mm -hmm. in things. Like Tangled. Like Tangled and Lion King. Can you feel the love yeah. tonight? I think that that's a good song in Lion King. The king I know who he is. I love how she sings that. That's my favorite line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how could it not be? How it, she rolls it off. Yeah, it's amazing. The king I know he is is such a good, like, jumping point uh, for that song. He's holding back, he's hiding. But what I can't decide. Why won't he be the king I know he is? In this, I think it's my favorite, uh, where they're expressing their emotions in song, and it's just 
makes everything go faster. That's the beauty of musicals. Yeah. You can just spell out what you're feeling. Uh, I love that the other characters are involved. Uh, and you see, I love that he's insane and she throws a snowball at him and he's going to throw a snowman <laughs> yeah. at, at him and then it falls on his head. All these things, I know we're just saying we love, we love what you love. But these are the little details <laughs> that are hilarious and awesome when he's trying to eat this soup. And it's just like this insane thing to pick up a spoon. Yeah. It looks <laughs> like porridge or yeah. something. Yeah. And they it's compromise. They or com- it's like, it's like gruel. Right. <laughs> what are they eating? Who knows? It's, some, it's the melted. It's got some chunk to it. It's the melted gray stuff. Uh, but they, but yeah, they, that, they, that shot when he's just like devouring it and then he has it <laughs> full in his cheeks and kind of stops, and she's a little like. <laughs> and okay, two things there. All visual. They're not like that's such a good animation thing yeah. or movie thing where it's just they're showing the differences visually. This does not have to be. Uh, this can be shown in no languages. It could be a silent movie, and it'd still be working. That scene. Uh, the fact that they compromise and they'll drink it out of the bowl is amazing. Like it is like we are going to compromise. And further point, the fact that he eats like this and thinks it's normal just to be an animal. If I come across a beggar woman and don't treat her properly and she's an enchantress and curses me into being a beast, I think, especially for men, just look at men that live by themselves. <laughs> Not all of them, but either I feel like you're really clean and obsessively clean, or you're a bum and it's a mess. And for men especially, it is so easy to devolve into like yeah. primal, like like garbage. And so like I'm gonna. I remember uh, someone. My mom always tells me the story. I forget who exactly it was, but someone telling uh, maybe it was some sermon or something a guy talking about when he was younger in university and not being too lazy to do dishes and would just put like pasta or whatever right on the counter and just <laughs> eat off the counter and then just wipe that into the sink or the garbage disposal and he's done and it's just like the ultimate in laziness and like I sympathize with the beast. I could see myself 10 years we've been resting. 10 years, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it shows Being a psych- because you're right. Like, a psycho. He's a prince. He probably was raised probably. a little uppity. So he probably did things the right way to begin with. And then over the years, he just embraced being the beast because he lost hope or whatever. It was just like, right. doesn't matter kind of like how he feels at the end like just let them come like he's just defeated so like i think he's just either either it's part of the curse where he's permanently becoming a beast right or it is just him that male primal being like i do whatever i want nobody can tell me not to do this but then as soon as there's a woman in front of him and he's like oh uh, (laughs) (laughs) exactly like it's undeniable 
eating by yourself versus eating in front of people, let alone eating in front of women. <laughs> Anyone that tells you it differently is lying. Well, I know, like, so we're both married to women. <laughs> <laughs> Clarify. These two uh, men that are obsessed with cartoons. So there are times where I still eat by myself being married. Like, if I am having a box of craft dinner, I will most likely eat it out of the pot. You, I would say, I would question your judgment if you didn't. What are you doing? Because why? Yeah, why? Why dirty a dish? Why? What is the purpose? So it's even ins- still, I, I will put them in bowls if we're both eating it. But if I'm by myself, it's pot and fork. Just go at it. I think, I think it's insane if you were not to do that. Sometimes spoon. I'll clarify. I'm not picky about the utensil. Yeah. It's just another beautiful thing. Okay, so we, we're going to jump back. But just to do this day thing, I think that Sunday is the end of the movie. And then the who knows what the actual date of the end end when they're dressed. Yeah. Uh, Daylight dancing. after transformation would be Monday. But then the very end is some sort of celebration. So it might be down the road. Right. Whatever. But. Uh, no. No. It's right away because. Because of the there. feather duster. There's no way, like there's Lumiere and Cogsworth are talking, the, as if and it then just she happened. passes by. There's no way that that's like a week later or even a right. day later. And the way her dad's dressed, yeah, right. But he's, it seems weird that he's they put dressed. that together that quickly. <laughs> well, these servants have been <laughs> waiting been around for a while. They're excited. Yeah, they needed so much more than so. You can send your emails in, but I think this does take over. A lo- this is a long weekend fairy tale. It's de- it, it, The only thing you could debate is that library, Snow Wolf fight, and dance is different days. are different days, but it is feasible that they are one day. And other point of evidence, not that this makes it necessarily short for me, but uh, she shows... This mirror will show you anything. She asked for her father. He's passed out. So we assume he came right back. Yeah. Because I will go back alone. Okay? Yes. So he's passed out. He couldn't be passed out for weeks or certainly not months. No, he'd be dead. Right. So he, at worst, he's passed out for a couple days. At absolute worst. That is, yeah, that is right. That almost definitely proves it's the same day because... So, do you have it written down what's what day? <laughs> so, we said Friday, he leaves. Saturday, she goes. He comes back to the village that night, talks yeah. to everyone, and then presumably that night goes back. Yeah, when he gets thrown himself. out of Gaston's place, he goes back so, to his house and is already headed back. So then Sunday and just, is the day As a after. dad... You would do that. Yes, you that would, is you would, he, would he wouldn't have just sat. He would around. not. He would not go to bed. He yeah, would, he would be. I was brought to the village, and he is turning right around to go because no one's helping. Yeah, him. and it makes sense. He hasn't got there because he doesn't have a horse. He doesn't even really know for sure where he's going. Right. So, I'm gonna say definitively <laughs> that is the that is Sunday. Right. Uh, cause yeah, Sunday night she sees him there. So he's been 
walking for almost a full 24 hours and is dying because he's lost and cold and whatever. Right. So then she goes, brings him back. That night, they show up. This is Uh, good problem solving. This is what the world needs. This is why this podcast exists. 100%. (laughs) This is like no one... We are doing the jobs that no one will do. Figuring out the days. No thanks is necessary. No. It's all done. Um, If you haven't already, and I'm assuming you haven't, look up on YouTube Beast Intruder. Okay. I'm more talking to our listeners because I know you've seen this. What, like, is that the, that song and stuff? I don't want to spoil it, but it's a video I made. <laughs> oh, okay. It's okay. Bed Intruder like to that song. Kill the Beast. I only bring it up because we're at that part where she answers the door. What? My father's not crazy. Right. But we're um, not at that part. We were only talking well, about the she, days. I was just saying... We haven't that night, talk. she brings him back. It's still the same night. Correct. She brings him back. I feel like we have not even up. got into talking about Little Town. <laughs> Way back at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I have been throwing things in there. Well, we... <laughs> yeah. We kind of got ahead of ourselves because we wanted to prove this debate that only started... Who knows, 15 years ago. Right. Um, If not longer. If we want to go through the whole movie, which we kind of almost just did. Yes, Little Town is the opening number. Um, The only thing that... you have something to say about it? No. I I mean, yeah, but... (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) No, I'm just looking at things that I want to mention. This could be metaphorical. It could be whatever you want to say. But how can you read this? There's no pictures. There is pictures. There's at least one. At least one. And she doesn't know that it's him. Is she talking about her story? Is that a meta thing going that on there? kind of is. Um, <laughs> I love I hate... You're the only person that I can say that to and know I what know. I'm talking about. <laughs> uh... This is something I've read into, and I hate these theories, but some people say it's like other Disney movies, and yes, it can be applied to other things, but I think it is more just setting up her story. It's not exactly the same. Obviously, it's a person that... Well, because she's charming is that she's meeting, but she doesn't realize that it's him until chapter three. It's like, yeah, it, it ties in with this story. Don't say it's Aladdin because she meets him, but she doesn't realize it's Prince Ali. No, like you could say it for almost every Disney movie. (laughs) Um, but, uh, 
yeah, that whole song and every exchange in between the singing, I don't know how many times I've quoted those. It's amazing. Like, it is amazing. It's poor provincial town. Good morning, pal. Good morning, monsieur. Where are you off to? The bookshop. <laughs> like, it's just... Okay, so why so is she borrowing books from the bookshop? It's, it's, is it a library or a bookshop? It's definitely a library because she's read things twice and she's yeah. bringing them okay. back. My question to you, sir, is it an actual bookshop, though? And she, they're not... This is what the French call it. <laughs> I think it's... Or they're just so poor that they can't buy them. Is that, that and it's an old man, and not, I love the li- librarian, but it just men will do stupid things to pretty <laughs> ladies, and it's like, oh, I own chapters? Oh, but you're But hot. she does say borrowed. She's come to return the book she's yeah, borrowed. Yeah, because they've got a relationship down. I'm just saying he's doing that because she's hot. I the reason I wouldn't, and this is not canon, <laughs> but there was a show called Storytime with Belle or something to that effect, mm. and she was in the library, like a library, not the beasts, but it was pretty clear that it was supposed to be the town. Right. And I'm sure it was the library. Okay. Not a bookshop. I'm but fine. again, not canon, I wouldn't say it and, was a and, cheap show. And I will also say, for the sake of argument, to go against what I just said, I agree with your points about 10 years we've been resting. It's something you just say. Library is hard to sing. Yeah. And rhyme and everything. Bookshop is better. And it's a nicer... And, actually, it sets up the library later better, I think. Because if she was at the beginning saying... I'm going to the library because right. that's what I love. It's just like too obvious. Right. But it's like, oh, she likes books. That's the, the key. Right. Not libraries. Right. So when he gives her a library and says it's yours, it's more about the books and not the fact that it's a library because she liked going to her library in town. How beautiful is that? I just, I, oh, amazing. And uh, recently. And practical. Uh, not so much, but, uh, you should check out, there's someone, it's not something you could buy, someone made a Lego replica of that. And there's, think of how many shots of that library there are. Not many. There's like two. Right. And they had to assume certain things, but they figured out measurements and it's incredible. But yes, that we that is have one that of those. Person, that, I'm sure that person would know what we're talking about. And this, <laughs> we'll get them on the podcast if they're psychos to make that. They like our psychoness. Yeah, um, and yeah, they put little Easter eggs in it, like little things that only they would know. Uh, yeah, so there's what I was saying. There's the um, the baker. Which kind of like, at the beginning says, uh, there goes the bigger with his tray like always, the same old bread and rolls to sell. Sounds like she's kind of talking down about him. I never got that. I just felt... It just, it's, it just makes it sound like things are mundane. But she does say every morning is just okay. the same. Yeah, okay, see that's what how I'm taking it. You're not, yeah. 
I think we agree. I, when it's you, not, yeah, I don't not, think she's thinking she's better than him or anything. It's just like she's stuck in a rut. Every day is the same kind of thing. Same old bread and roll. Yeah. She's saying it in a very positive way, but the what she is saying doesn't really, if you just think about that, right. like someone could turn and say, hey, screw you, I'm doing the best I can. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have to get through every single little thing, but we will. Uh, every line is gold. <laughs> it is. That's the problem. Like, it's perfect. Uh, and even scenes that are not forgettable but like that just come in and go so quickly when uh gaston proposes mm-hmm. and it's just like picture this a rustic cutting or a rustic hunting lodge uh, yeah let's kill roasting <laughs> on the fire <laughs> yeah like it, and the way things are implied and he's cleaning his teeth with his tongue yeah it's just magical and funny. I think it's funny when he falls in the mud and the music starts playing. I think that is genuine comedy. <laughs> and he doesn't have his boots on. Right. Because he kicks them off. That is consistency. They remembered to do that. Yeah, and then she throws them out. Yeah. Uh, we're all over the place, but yeah. Okay, it doesn't every matter. little detail is amazing. Um, so, yeah, we can... Uh, but again, it's there's a lot of things when you're younger you don't even pick up on, or you hear wrong, or you don't you just don't understand. Right. Just thinking about uh, little town. Is that what it's called? What do you mean, little town? I feel like it's actually called Bell, because they start singing about Bell. The town's called Bell. No, the song. Oh. Is actually Bell. And then when she sings, I want adventure in the great white, so that's bell reprise because it is the same song. Right. I do love when they reprise stuff. Yeah. Aladdin does that with Prince Ali and it's great as well. Uh, Prince Ali, like when Jafar sings it. Yeah. It's like more of a callback. <laughs> but it's not long, but it's, well, hers isn't um, long either. One jump ahead, he does. Who, who? Street rap. Right. I don't buy that. Uh, um, okay, just a couple things to notice. When Clogsworth comes back down and says she's not coming and he loses his mind, that giant fire is amazing. And they're talking it is. Like he knows that he's a psycho and they're saying you gotta calm down. Like, yeah. right? But when he runs and jumps, he cuts to the corner. Cut the corner? <laughs> yes. So oh, good. What a maniac. He's the best. <laughs> That's like me going upstairs, though. I don't cut the corner, but I do two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I have, We're pretty much the same person. I have places to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he knocks on the door. Right. Very violently. Right. And, yeah, you come out or I'll break down the door. Right. And it's like, you almost did punch through it just then uh yeah that whole scene is great and i vividly remember she is being so difficult from the preview that's like one of the only things i remember really i don't recall at all i should watch that on the youtubes uh i 
Yeah, I don't even remember anything else other than that line from. There's certain things I I vividly will remember as trailer moments, especially when they don't use the right audio, when they use another right. line at a different part, like oh, yes. Jasmine saying "also magical" at the point where she's actually saying "except you, Raja." You can't slip that one by me, Disney. No, no, you can't. <laughs> don't do it. Don't try. I see what you're doing, and I don't like it. <laughs> Although, I think it was before Pocahontas, which I watched the other day, there was a preview for Tarzan 2, which was actually a prequel, and there's a new character, some old gorilla. The whole thing seemed like, that's not what he's saying. I haven't seen this movie, but I know you're just taking clips and then putting other dialogue over it, and it was terrible. It's not the way to sell a movie. No. Uh, let's get into the nuts and bolts here. I think it's actually a simple answer. But what is human? All this furniture that is moving. Not everything. Right. Because I think something people will say is everything. I right. think there are obviously things that were there before. I think it just goes to it's enchanted so the dishes can move around now those weren't people all those dishes that's a good point and the, um, the people that the things the objects that talk are people or have faces yeah yeah because the dog would not have a face but he's real but you can tell it's a dog not a person right the forks you see dancing have faces oh boy the plates don't um Although, <laughs> here's another line. Wake the China. So what's that? Are they enchanted and just need to be woken up, or are they actually people? Uh, I can't believe that there's that many people no. in that castle. Um, there wouldn't be. Like, the Be Our Guest solves it all. Not solves it, but shows, like... The it shows of, what's... Yeah. The insane amount of cutlery and dishes moving around. Because all those mugs... It looks like they have mouths because they open and close. But those could just be enchanted because those are actual objects that have opening and closing lids. Right. Cogsworth is a clock with eyes. That clock did not have eyes if, if there was a clock in there before. It's a person that's turned into a clock, so he has a face. It's a play on words. Lumiere, same thing. Obviously, he's a person turned into something with a face, and so on and so forth. But, yeah, the silverware, it's weird because it seems like there's a lot of that, and there are quite a few feather dusters. That I'm okay with because there would be a lot of maids. So, believable. The cutlery, you only see forks with faces. You don't see, like, spoons and knives. So, I don't know, kitchen staff or forks now. Right. So, it's, like, it's believable. I never really considered that some are just enchanted. So, maybe they weren't servants before. I think you have to. That, I think, is a perfect explanation kind of like i said with the weather magic right explained right and like when the knives coming out of the drawer is like well yeah it seems like like this is the stuff yeah it seems like the oven or the chef is controlling that 
Right. Somehow. Right. I agree. And, it, like, well, where is all the stuff? And, yeah. that. So was there a stove before? Right. But Does then, he replace it? But then it's just like, so where is all the old, non-enchanted knives and plates? If all these ones are people, right? Did they move all the real plates that aren't doing anything into the basement? I don't think so. No, yeah, plates are enchanted. They don't have faces. Right. Mugs don't have faces. I think the faces we can all stick with. All the trays and things. Right. Um, I think the faces is a fine argument. Yeah. That, I think, is the way you get away with it. It has a face. So here's another um, thing the internet seemed to think very smugly that they had figured out that <laughs> the internet the, the beast a is joke. a murderer that the west wing is all destroyed and those are servants that he actually murdered because they were enchanted objects no the west wing would have been furnished before and obviously it wasn't a wasteland before he got enchanted it was like his bedroom or whatever it is Obviously, that table that has a broken leg isn't a person that's been, like, delimbed. Like, people are idiots. Right. Stop and think for a second. Right. And there that, are, uh, like, the table that he's, Cogsworth and Lumiere are standing on, that's not a thing. That's not a person. That's right. just a table. That's an actual table. That reminds me, how awesome is that green marble when she first comes in and that room that they're talking to each other in? Like, you never really see that again. And yeah. it's awesome. Like, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but no, totally agree. And it's like plants. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not he's murdering a chair. Well, maybe he threw a chair that could actually have moved. But I don't... It's not, it's not even like they're animals. You know what I'm saying? Like, pretend... He went back to his bedroom and destroyed furniture that was able yeah. to move. I feel like but that, again, that's like they wouldn't have been chopping people. a tree down. Exactly. That's what they're I'm not, saying. They're not servants that they're not Oh, we're all enchanted. You're now the table in his bedroom, and then he ran up there and was all mad and smashed it. Right. That's not what the happened. The furniture existed. Yes. Before pre existing furniture that got smashed. Pre existing furniture. <laughs> I like that. It's like he was he was putting the castle on the market, and a stager came through exactly. and put furniture. Yeah, right. So, uh, screw lawyered. off, internet. Give me a break. Get back to me when you've watched the movie. Pay attention. <laughs> uh, Get off your phone. <laughs> uh, other stuff, not just stuff that I like, but just interesting stuff. What does soccer blue mean? Is that like swearing or something? Kind of. I don't know what it literally means. All right. It's interesting. We didn't even talk about sacred blue. Is that what? Yeah. French swearing is very like religious. Right. So it probably means nothing in English. It's its own thing. All right. Um. Although when Louis in Little Mermaid says Zutalo, that means damn it all. Nice. I had this one. <laughs> That's funny. And he says Sacre Bleu, what is this? Yeah. 
it's funny that to say damn it all in such a pa- uh, positive way. Like, damn it all. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't like, sound like he's that upset. Yeah, he's loving life. <laughs> Zip the law. It's got a whole different ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> damn it all. <laughs> um, speaking of the French, this is one thing. Why is Lumiere the only one with an accent? Yeah. It makes the character great. I don't want him to not have an accent, but it's a little odd that even in the village, there's no one with an accent. Yeah. There's no other servant. Yeah, I just... Whatever. It's the token French guy in a French film. One thing that's... It's a... It breaks my heart. The Eiffel Tower and guests be our guests. The Eiffel Tower would not have been made in medieval Just times. Make it a tower. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. That's where they got the idea. That and that, <laughs> why it's the best is that's the worst pop culture, if you can call the yeah. Eiffel Tower pop culture. But that's like the it's worst cultural story. reference in. Beauty and the Beast that I can think of and it's just like yeah it's a hundred year old tower give me a break uh, I'm trying to think if um, it has any easter egg type things because a lot of Disney movies right. will do that and have like a character I'm trying hidden to th- somewhere that's true because I know Beast is in Aladdin yeah but I don't know if there's and, and I feel like that makes it even, even going more back perfect to Little Mermaid Mickey, Donald, and Goofy right. are in the audience for the performance at the beginning. Right. Drowning, presumably. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know not, of any it, in Beauty and the Beast. I feel like that makes it even more perfect. Yeah. It's pure. It's not tainted with other stuff coming in. And another thing about the internet, I hate that they try to connect everything. No. Stop Nothing doing needs it. to be connected. Unless it's obvious and it's like, like deliberate. It Rapunzel is not the being same in world. Frozen, fine. You did it. It's there. It's intentional. Doesn't necessarily mean anything other than it's the same world. No, they get into all this crap. Then people have all these theories that their cousins. The and, ship that yes. sinks is the one that Ariel goes into, or that's. Tarzan's parents. No. No. Clearly not. No. Shut up. <laughs> no. And Norwegian and Tarzan's definitely 100% British. Yeah. His parents are British. They got British flags. You see flags. pictures of his parents. There's no way Elsa's dad grew those chops to connect his mustache <laughs> in the time that they were no, on the no. ship. But the one thing that I do like that is not just because it's not connected through the movies, but just connected through myth or whatever is like King Triton or whatever. Triton. Triton is, uh, uh, is like connected to Hercules. Like in that. Scar. Scar. Scar's in Hercules. Oh yeah. No, I know that. But no, just in, these are, Greek and Roman myths that pre-exist yeah. Disney. Yes. So 
in that world, they're connected. Not that they're actually, the animation doesn't look the same, so they're not. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. For the sake of argument, if you're going to do a Hercules story, well then, if we actually work all the cousins of Hercules in, and these other gods exist and everything. Then but they're not in other Disney movies. Who's not? Other Greek things. <laughs> No, or otherwise. no, I'm, I'm not hung up on that. I don't think if they made something else that was from a corresponding myth, then yeah, you could right have a crossover. Uh, the beast. Okay, we're jumping around, but okay. The song is great. The uh, Beauty and the Beast song, Tale as Old as Time. What's her name? I love talking songs. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, I, I love great singing, but I also love that she's kind of just speaking the lyrics. I don't feel that's what she's doing at all. Well, I. She's she, singing it the whole time. She's singing it most definitely, but it's not belting it out the way Celine would, or something like that. It's just a quieter song. I don't right. Okay. Whatever. I okay. I like the quietness t- of it. <laughs> There are talking songs, but this isn't one of them. I don't, I don't agree with that statement. Okay. I don't um, think that I think... That yeah, I... it is... It's hard to say it's one of the best, because there are so many good songs. And it's just an overall good movie, and it fits with it. I'm not, I don't even necessarily think the song is that magnificent on its own. But it no, fits so in well. In the scene. Yeah. Because it is... What's the word? Perfect. No. Um, diegetic. What's that mean? Is that what it means when it's part of the... Like it's in the movie. Right. Not the score. It's right. Someone singing it and presumably they're dancing to it. Which right. is kind of weird if you think about that. That... They're obviously not listening to the lyrics. <laughs> right. If she's just making up on the fly, she's nailing it. She is good. Um, but she's been, yeah, she's had time to think. <laughs> she's she's seen it unfolding before her eyes. Uh, and she's been thinking about how to tell Chip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of Chip, I wanted to mention about the servants. And she says something about his brothers and sisters and there's a ton of cups in the cupboard right so she just like squirting out babies <laughs> like before this all happened are they actually his brothers and sisters <laughs> i think she's a good person <laughs> mrs potts no okay. I, no i'm saying in that she's she's just saying, she's telling chip to treat these other things okay. they are not his equal Okay, but treat so them nicely. Ten years, not literal, kind of thing. Right, I th- brothers and sisters. Yeah, I I think she's like maybe it's lost in translation. Maybe she says something in French and it right. <laughs> comes out in English as brothers and sisters. <laughs> That's right. But like, people are equal. All this stuff, but like, because you don't see a like twenty kids at the end. She's just standing with Chip. Okay, for the sake of argument, but yeah, I think it's a. I'm only going to put good motives on Mrs. Pot. And I feel she's this... I am not equal 
to Queen Elizabeth. People will pretend that I'm equal. We can say that we're equal and that we're both human and all this stuff. But in society, in any conceivable world, I am not equal to the Queen of Britain. Correct? But if I were to ever meet her and she respected me and talked nicely to me and gave me eye contact and addressed me as a human being, I think... That is very noble of her, and I think that's Chip with the other cuffs. Treat, treat people that are not your equals as equals, and that is a good, noble thing to do. It's. I think I've taken it a little far there. But, well, you're implying that they are less than Chip. Well, I think that, but I don't think they're people. That's why I'm saying but they that. have faces. They actually have faces. No, they don't. When Dude. he goes into sleep, you can see they are sleeping too. Okay, but you never see them awake. No. I'm pretty sure they are lies. How, uh, how weird is it, that little table thing that he slides down out of? And it, like, helps him? Yeah, it's like a little... That's like, an enchanted table. That's not a person. A hundred percent. But it's a weird little... Uh, I don't... Hose... Not ho- wiry... Well, it's it kind of curls back up, so yeah. it, it almost seems like it would be wood or something. Yeah, no, that's well, what it is, it but out, it looks it seems... a little, like, alien. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only creepy part in the movie. Uh, I don't know, that old man is brief. Oh, I've come to collect your father? What a great line. Uh, oh, boy. Although you don't see that many, so you see Chip and Adam six. just showed me a picture of the cups sleeping with faces. Um, there's six other cups, at least teacups, in this frame, um, and the caption for it just made me think. One of the first quotes I can recall, Alexis saying when she was two or three, whenever she was talking was Chip saying, I'm not sleepy. <laughs> it was like, we'd say, what does Chip say? And she said, I'm not sleepy. And it was the cutest thing ever. I believe you. It is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> uh, not even exaggerating. <laughs> uh, I'm not being sarcastic. Uh, oh, and you do see the cups later because... She says, now, and they all pour. So it's not like it's a one-off. There are those cups with faces later on. Right. But at the very end, when they're all human, you would think she'd have, like, seven kids, but she doesn't. Right. Uh, talking about, jumping around, but just talking about the character of Gaston, I think this is another... Barely even talked about Gaston. Exactly. That's... What a whole other... Podcast. He, I think, is such a unique villain because he wants her to marry him. Mm-hmm. He's not taking over the world. Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything. He just wants her to marry him, and he's a jerk. He's basically just a bully. Yeah. And, that's, and he's a hunter. He's, it's just established he's the greatest hunter alive. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um... How about those guns? What's that all about? 
like the bell shape. Yeah, how it's just like spreads out. At, That's at, just at, a thing. Yeah, not uh, so. There's no way you're accurate with that. But he is. That's yeah. how good he is. Taking down those birds, he just murdered. You full on see him shoot one, and you see it. The bullet hit the bird. Yeah, and it falls and hits the ground. It's good stuff. Uh, you didn't miss a shot, Gaston. <laughs> no beast alive stands a chance. No girl from that matter. It's true, LeFou. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a couple things, but Gaston, he's just yeah a bully full of himself. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic, and you kind of, he, you kind of like him. Yeah. Whereas it's only till the end that he's like psycho. I just want to kill the beast. That you right. you don't you're not rooting for him or anything. Right. Not that you're rooting for him before, but he's just funny. Right. Like the whole rustic hunting lodge. Yeah. Well, the little ones play on the floor with the dogs. <laughs> we'll have six or seven dogs. No, Bell. Strapping boys like me. <laughs> I could quote that all day. <laughs> it is <laughs> so good. It is outrageously good. And yeah, that that's his big goal. Yeah. It's right. Just, like he's this is the thing that is going to happen. Yeah, and he hates that it can't happen. Yeah. In town it's only she who's beautiful as me. <laughs> so uh it seems, now that I'm thinking about things, it seems like they haven't been in the town for very long. Bell. Yeah. I could see that. I can accept it. Because why would he just start this pursuit that day? Maybe he but got he back does, from hunting. Yeah, but he says, well, yeah, maybe. Like, maybe he saw her, went out on a hunting trip, and then came back. His first line in the song is right from the moment when I met her, saw her. So... It's not like it's th- this is a new thought. No, and it's implied also, uh, like, yeah, uh, like, her dad knows who Gaston is. Yeah. Right? But it seems but, like but, he but, doesn't but, know him much. Right. What he, about that Gaston fellow? He seems like a nice guy. It's like, obviously, they've been introduced to people, and that's about it. Exactly. I like this thought. And that they're on the outside of town... So they haven't gone in much or something. Yeah, and I think that almost... I don't know what that implies. Although she seems like she goes in all the time. Almost every day, it seems, according to that song. Uh, he's a great villain. because He's barely a villain. Like, you, don't, when you think Disney villains... Yeah. I barely... You don't think Gaston. Like, There's a whole song about him. How great he is. Yeah. But, and that's the other thing. Not that you don't show villains at the Disney parks. You do. But we uh, Sam met Gaston at one of the times. And it's just fun. Yeah. Like, he's just like... He is how he is at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Type of thing. And I've seen... I've seen clips online. YouTube. Yeah. yeah and, it, like, guys challenging him to push-ups. And yeah. then one guy's... And then he starts doing it with the one, one hand. And it's just like, that's the best. <laughs> he, he should get a raise. Yeah. Uh... That's fantastic. I was accused of being Gaston in high school. What does that mean? Being uh, full of yourself? 
I don't know if that was what it was. I know that sometimes I would put on that act of being full of myself. It was a false <laughs> thing. But uh, <laughs> my first girlfriend, I won't name names on this podcast because probably only people that will listen to her are the people that would know these people. Um, it wasn't her that said it, but a friend, she, I remember in, during our spare in grade 12. Name she, names. <laughs> Not, I'm thinking of Seinfeld. She named names. Um, she wrote a note and said, don't marry Adam. He is Gaston. And then, I don't know if he was in the same After thing. After he broke up? No, it was, it was during. Nice. And... I think she drew a picture and it said he uses antlers and all his decorating or something like that. It was all a joke, but apparently that's what she thought of me. Nice. Anyways, we didn't get married, so... That's fine. Good on her. Uh, I will name names. (laughs) And that Gaston and uh, Joseph from the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat was... Uh, I know you have no clue what I'm Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going that my mom would always say, That's Matthew, your brother, my older brother. When it's just like uh, Gaston, obviously full of himself, especially like when he's cleaning his teeth or whatever, that scene. But then Joseph, there, there's a line uh, like, I'm practically a walking work of art. Is what he says. And my mom would always say, that's your brother. Uh, But yeah, there you go. Uh, Gaston, okay, how good he is. When he goes nuts and has the mirror. Okay, back up. The Gaston song. Back up further. Okay. This is something I remember you pointing out to me, but I already knew because I this movie's so great. How could you not? But in the song Bell, yes, when everyone is singing parts, oh yes, ten please. yards, please let me through. <laughs> like it's the best. Where it's just like everyone's having their little thing, and he's just trying to get. Just doing it in song is so good. <laughs> and it's like the, the delivery is so I good want too. To, I would love that probably half of them are dead. But the people that made this movie, like whoever thought of that, who did that, I want to shake their hand. I want to send them an email and say, thank you for putting that in there. You are a master. You Whatever you have done in your career... That is a masterful moment to put, please let me through. Yeah. Um, Another thing that people get wrong in that song, I need six eggs. That's too expensive. People think that they're telling the woman that six eggs are too expensive. I saw a whole rant about the price of eggs and, and Gaston's making the price go high because something like that because he eats so many yeah yes I, I forgot about that but yeah he basic <laughs> economics I don't think they're right that line is taken out of context there's two different conversations going on you're passing by all these people are just saying things 
she's got like 12 babies in her arms and is right. saying, I need six eggs. Pan over, there's another guy looking at something saying, no, that's too expensive. Right. It's not an answer to what she just said. Get off your phone. Pay attention. Stop just making up theories for BuzzFeed. Oh, like I, these little right. bites of things. It's like, oh, I could make up an article about that. Because I no, can watch you the fool. movie. I know. <laughs> Do not try to crap. It's like, yeah, you're trying to crap on something that is perfect. And just trying to find any problems. 11 reasons why Beauty and the Beast is incorrect. And it's like, no. Eleven reasons that no. proving that Listen you have not to watched us the talk movie for four hours about twenty reasons why it happens over four days. Right there you go. <laughs> if you want to get, if you have any courage, Buzzfeed will take our check now. Yeah, if you have any semblance <laughs> of uh, honor and attacking something this perfect, uh, so Gaston, the Gaston song. Yes. So good. So good. There's a little bit of problems with the carpet under his chair. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah. No, uh, I don't care. It's perfect. The <laughs> underappreciated, even before they start singing, it's more than I can bear. More beer? That is so good All right. that you don't even realize. It's that thing where it's like, did he actually mishear him or he's trying to change the subject? It's like, oh... More than you can bear, you oh more beer. Like it's something that you don't even pick up on how clever that is. I've I've not taken it that way. That's and that how is, I always I th- do. And it's I like, think your way is better. I've taken it as he's so down, just drink. <laughs> well, there's that too. That's obviously <laughs> what he's doing. Right. But I think that the way he phrases it, it's yes. more than I can bear. Yeah. more beer yeah. like that is exactly yeah. him just trying to get his mind off it and trying to like reroute what he just I said don't, in his own way i didn't want this just to be this is good this is good but i don't care i am just going to point out things that are good lefou i'm afraid i've been thinking a dangerous past i know <laughs> Like just, we could I could write a whole book, on that sentence. It's a dangerous pastime to think. <laughs> well, then it goes back to we didn't even mention when he's looking at the book. It's not right for a woman to read. <laughs> then she starts getting ideas and, and thinking. thinking. <laughs> he hates thinking. <laughs> Gaston has a thing against thinking. It's amazing. And so then this is something that blows my mind. Okay, just oh no go the bimbets. Yes. Are the three assumably triplet blondes yes. that are super hot yes. and don't think. They're obviously, their names are Bimbets, so they're obviously just dumb blondes is kind of their thing, and they're obsessed with Gaston. So why, obviously Belle is superior because of everything, but it would be very acceptable for him to just settle for them right all of them <laughs> not even just one but right and then he could have his uh strapping young boys in a year yeah <laughs> get three at a time yeah uh maybe even That's... nine at a time if the genetics right runs. well there you go <laughs> boom uh anyways that's always been my thing 
they're very easy on the eyes and they would be zero challenge for him. But maybe that's part of it is the thrill of chase. Or my other theory is well, he's already had them and they're old news. That as well, like, I think it's just that Belle's that much better. She's yeah. them plus. Uh, they don't look that different animation-wise. Like, uh, to put different hair on them and sh- they pretty much look like Belle. Right. That's a, I don't want to get just into- I don't want to get into it today, but we do have to discuss who's the best-looking Disney princess. Let's just don't think about it. Don't say it. We'll put it on the books Uh, for... That's a whole episode. Uh, Gaston. Uh, Yeah. But then also, let's go with... I think we can uh, write a little essay on the Mm anti-thinking. Not that he's making up all the lyrics... But we can assume he's singing with them. He starts the song about Kill the Beast. Uh, I don't like what I don't understand and it scares us. Right? There you go. Anti-thinking yeah. agenda there. Well, yeah, it's... Uh, I think it's not even I, it's we. Yeah. Don't like what we don't understand. Yeah, it's... That's, that, that's three examples of anti-thinking in this. Yeah. Minimum. It's great. Uh, yeah, and that song is literally called the mob song. Right. And it's mob mentality. He just gets them fired up and then it's just, kill the beast! Right. Like, it's great. Uh, what a social commentary. It is, and it's fantastic. Uh, back to Gaston. I was pointing this out before the show. I cannot get over it. I think it's my favorite line <laughs> for Gaston. <laughs> Uh, when they're just praising him and the things that they're praising him for <laughs> because they're gonna they think that Maurice is crazy because of the beast alright old man and they throw him at the door great and then the whole thing who can persecute harmless crack pots like Gaston like this is like Gaston's so great everyone understands this let's give the reasons why because he can persecute <laughs> harmless yeah. crackpots. <laughs> yeah, their own phrasing is they know he's harmless. Right. And they know they're persecuting him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess it's just like we were singing about how evil we are, but we're not really yeah. evil. We're just jerks. And they're dancing with each other while they're singing that. Right. Like, uh, yeah. It, uh, and the other great, there's a bunch of good stuff, but okay, yeah. They get to the castle. Uh, he claims the beast for himself. That's cool. He, he's got a shot with an arrow, just like he's a hunter. Yeah. It's cool that it's an arrow and not a gun. It's more uh, primal. Yeah. It's over Beast Bella's mind. I've screenshot that scene when he's with the lightning in the background amazing it is uh i think that's actually a line that was changed i gotta look that up but it's like it's over beast bell is not mine but something else uh yeah uh yeah and it's it's great because obviously that's just his motivation. He just 
It's hard to say, though. Is he actually convinced that if he kills the Beast, then she is his? Or is he trying to get a rise out of him so that he will stand up to the challenge? Right. Uh, it could go either way. But, yeah. I think I think it might be your second point there. Uh, just in that he's getting a rise. Yeah, because he's, he's kind of too making... kind and gentle to fight yeah, back. Yeah, he's making fun of, like, as if she's going to fall in love with this thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the Beast... When his face goes from happy to sad, or not happy to sad, but uh, angry to not as angry. His eyebrow. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Do you have other stuff in there? I have a little bit more. About the fight? Or just Just about the in general? Anything. Um, I mean, yeah, it is hard to just where you draw the line of what's great because it's all great yeah um the music like the score is great see that i would say it is great but i would not say that's my favorite score like just music music not but like the little cues like that part when he does he's super angry and then just kind of like his face drops like there's a little bit of like one instrument kind of in the background that kind of like does a, no. a little walk down. It's just so perfect. It's a hundred percent perfect and it's awesome. I'm just saying that it might not be my favorite. I, I mean, yeah, there's lots of great stuff and Alan Menken is usually like the top of the list for all of these. Like he, he did most of the best Disney scores. Um, but so another way that this, adds uh or has another personal level for me we because of it being both of our favorite disney movies we use it in our wedding um i don't know if you recall our wedding you were there but uh i was actually i was hammered (laughs) behind you you have a band of brothers poster all the groomsmen walk down to the band of brothers opening music i don't know the music i like i know it if i heard it but i don't know um it's not on my playlist i believe and i was even just talking about this i think it's michael Kamen did that music it's not john williams uh i don't see it there michael Kamen. he did x-men that's how i know him he's done lots of things but uh anyways guys walked into that and then i don't even know if the bridesmaids or if it was just for when Brenda walked down the aisle we used the track called Transformation and I feel like some of the music isn't actually even in the movie but like there's kind of a really it's not like the super sad music when he's dying but it's similar to that and that's what she came down to and then it stops and then we had our whole ceremony and then I now pronounce you whatever and then wife and beast when we yeah bell and beast uh no and then when we walked back down the aisle we used the second part of that transformation when it's uh everything's changing in the castle right and it's so majestic and yeah it's a great score it is a great score 
It, uh, so talking about that, that we'll get into it another time, but 100%, uh, watery eyes when not lots of people get going when she says, I love you. I've heard I, when he's transforming, Mm. when he's transforming that I love it. And what gets me the fireworks, the, when it circles around them and then the one takes off that like the celebration of that actually gets me emotional. (laughs) Like, it's just like... I don't know if I've ever felt that for, for either of those parts. Like, it's one of those things... That whole part... You just know that that's going to happen anyways. Like, obviously, I, I don't really remember my first time watching it. But, like, you just... You always know. It's like, well, obviously, he's not dead. I... So, I don't know. I've, I've never really felt everything, that. Everything about his death... Or whatever you... He gets stabbed. That's great. <laughs> the knife flip? Yeah. In Gaston's hand? Amazing. Great. How his... Uh, uh, at least I get to see you one last time. And the eyes rolling in the back <gasps> of his head. And the weight. The, the way they animate his weight hitting the ground. And it's like all like cushioning out. Or yeah. whatever. Like he's so heavy she could not hold him. Like, he's holding himself up, and he just lets go and dies-ish. Do you think he's dead, and the thing brings him back and fixes him? I think he's dead. Or Um, would have died. He would have died. Let's say it that way. (laughs) I think... He got shot with an arrow and then stabbed. Yeah, I don't know. He passes out for sure. And you see then the last petal fall. (laughs) If that means anything. Like, that. obviously, that's not like his... But she says, I love you before the last petal. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all that matters. I think you did it in time. So... I think um, that this is... I think that when the curse is being broken, it rejigs his body. And fix okay, his own. Okay, so thinking him. of the time thing. The portrait looks exa- exactly like how he looks when he comes back. Right. Is he restored to the exact physical point when he was cursed? Or is it actually him physically ten years later? Because then that, that could be, maybe he actually dies... But then the curse is broken, and then it reverts him back to the exact physical moment when he was cursed. I'll take either way. I kind of like that one, that he's reverting back to his That'd age. That'd be kind of cool. Because uh, then that, that would explain, like, nobody really ages. They're right. just cursed, and that's how they're stuck. That's why Chip they're, is not They're stuck in time. 20. Right. And that's a curse in itself, not to age. Mm-hmm. And then what if this curse wasn't broken, then they're just immortal? Unless someone physically kills them, but they wouldn't age and die that way. Right. 
Yeah. No, I think I think they are immortal. He's not, but I think the furniture is. Like as much as like the clog Clogsworth and whatever, like that would last as long as a clock would last. <laughs> um, this is a problem, but it's not really. But it's a nitpick. Lumiere's wax doesn't ever melt. Magic. <laughs> Explain it with magic. A hundred. Small thing, but. Maybe I only he can, think of it because maybe the he, fight, the guy's got the torch against him, and he's it looks like he's sweating, but it's right. the wax going down. But then he looks fine in the next scene or whatever. Right. So, anyways, yeah, we'll let it slide. Magic can explain that one. Uh, no, I I love the little sparks hitting around her, and most of them don't leave anything on the ground until a ton get going, and then it's just like fireworks and stuff. The whole transformation. Yeah. Love it. This is something that I love, is the actual design of the beast does look like the prince. Right. There's so many moments, like, because we've seen the ending, when you're watching it again, it's like you can see the prince in the beast's face. Right. Which is really cool. Like, and it's not just, oh, they have the same eyes. It's like... It's weird because physically, yeah, he's got giant eyebrows and like a huge, like bushy nose, and it's, it's right. Like and they're the, not like that similar, the, but the long hair and stuff. Yeah, it like it's just you can see him in it, and I I don't know how they did it, but they pulled it off, and it yeah. works. And I think the simplicity and like, Bell, it's me. It is you. That's all you need to say. Other people would like drag that out and like they would have a conversation i feel like her questioning it is kind of weird to begin with though she's looking at him like what but, but come on she's a poor provincial girl Although, how is she's gonna it, react to this well, thing she knows it's an enchanted castle she doesn't necessarily know about the curse that's one of the best things is she does not know that yeah, can even be broken. Right, she doesn't. She doesn't know, know that's that. True. Oh, I'm gonna say it just to break the spell. Like she never is told that, that they it keep makes it, it from her. Just probably that, for that reason, because it would be pressure and weird, not genuine. If she just was like, oh, uh, right. yeah, I'll do him a favor. I'll right. do you a solid. Right. I do like uh, that. Just reminded me at the end there, and she comes back in with Philippe, but then it's like. She calls him out as Beast. Beast! Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that they, she calls him Beast. It is, because no one else does. No. No one talks directly to him and or uses a name. Right. She and says, it's always like... Show me the Beast to right, the mirror. The, that makes sense. The Beast. The Who beast. else could it mean? Right. But <laughs> Beast! <laughs> It is funny. And the way he scales those walls out there. Those things are steep. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about it. Uh, I like that he, when the, the final pullback shot, you see Lumiere and the dust woman <laughs> beside each other. Yeah. That's a nice little You also nod. see Maurice and Mrs. Potts. Right. 
you would assume that they are they become an item or something. Yes. Even though there's no other than yeah, they're they're two old people. <laughs> there's single old people. There's not they even, gotta end up together. There's not even four seconds. There's no of foreshadowing, screen. there's no reason other than two portly old people who are single and uh, he laughs at Chip and that's it. Yeah. Maybe Chip's just adopted. Yeah, she's pretty old. Maybe she's really his nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, to bring it all back together and it's the amazing uh, stained glass. Yes. Stained glass. Uh, yeah. It, and it's a beautiful picture where they have all the characters in their stained glass form. Yeah. It's the best. No enchantress in sight. No. It is a miracle. And it's cool because you, you get the impression that these are real stained glass things probably in the castle. Right. They wrote like, their story down. They wrote down their story and that's their folklore or whatever. Like right. That's what we're seeing is, oh, there is this tale of like, whatever. It's an actual thing that happened. Right. And they documented it through stained glass. Right. And the the castle transformation, the gargoyles to the angel, yeah. is amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. There's something... This movie, I like even more now. Dissecting it like this or someone else. I didn't know if I could. But it is... <laughs> Batman vs Superman all over again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. That's a hard thing, because we're not debating anything. We're not debating anything, but like even movies that like okay, you say like four to five, or anything. Not that the rating scale matters, but things like this are off the charts, right? They, it's they, a six. Like you can't exactly, but you can't. When you say something is four and a half out of five, you're really saying it's only 0.5 away from Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's the thing. If you compare it to the amazingness of this and other things It's like like anything in a five automatically has to have a grade of what degree of five is it. Right. Yeah. In a ten scale. (laughs) It's true. Like, this is a... Will there ever be another animated movie... I feel like there very well could be. Never say never, but not in this culture. Like, they would never make it this good and this timeless now. This pure. Pure. And it's almost like they started in the 30s, right? And, like, you perfected it, and you had the great storytelling, and it's just, like, it's not... You're not on... It's like Snow White, it's like a graph going up to Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) And things level out and are good and good and good. And then it's just like, but nothing's coming back up to to that awesomeness again. Yeah, like there can't, yeah, with the rating system, there can be five stars. Right. So in theory, it would look like they're equal. Right. But they will never be equal. 
that's a thing. Talking about this and knowing that the other things we want to talk about. Excuse me, but Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, amazing, amazing, but Beauty and the Beast is on a different level. There, it certainly, there's no, not that there's no comparison, obviously we're comparing them all over the place, but I will not be gushing over Aladdin and Lion King away. No. There's just something insanely, it's, it's lightning in a bottle, whatever you want to call it. It's a masterpiece. If anyone who had anything to make, do with making this movie should be immensely proud. <laughs> like if you were cleaning the toilets of the animators, give that person a trophy. I'm not even kidding. Like it is amazing. I what don't do you disagree? What what would you say and to people? And I guess we could have the same conversation about things that we don't love mutually. But to people that would not put this as highly as we are, are they just not? What are they not getting? Are they dumb? <laughs> do they need to well, be put in the insane asylum? <laughs> Um, what's the name of that insane asylum? It's funny. It's a good line. Like, it's on the I feel carriage. Like I want that on a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> t-shirt, yes. Um, check back to the line of sight t-shirt store. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where I know that I don't feel as strongly about movies that other people do because of where they were in their life when they saw it. Like, there's certain classic movies that I haven't seen, and then I see it today and think, yeah, that was a good movie, but doesn't mean anything to me now the way it does to someone else who saw it before. Or even seeing it at the same time. People are at different places in their life. So, with any art, it will speak to people different ways at different times. Right. So someone, especially a younger person, might say, no, Lion King is the best. But it's they saw that at a certain time in their life and it meant more to them. Right. So having just listened to us talk for four hours, they should now know that they're wrong. Right. <laughs> but... Uh, I feel you could objectively go minute by minute in comparison of the two movies and prove that Beauty and the Beast is better. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, it depends on their argument as to why it's not. And for every point they have, I will have a counterpoint. But I can't make that argument because I have no idea why anyone would say that. So I can't even right. come up with any theoretical counterpoint. Back to your question. Uh... It is called Asylum de Lunes. <laughs> like moon? De Lune? Like French for... No, like I think balloon. like loons, lunatics. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I would think they'd do a play on words. <laughs> if that's how they did it, L-O-O-N. They missed an opportunity. For lunatic. Yeah. Right. 
But I but, feel like that's what it's implying. But loon like that is what you would call a lunatic. That's like what right. it is. Right. You're loony. You do a double O. But right. being French, the loon would be like of the moon. Right. It would make more sense of like a not blatantly evil sounding asylum <laughs> but it would be a play on words i think we should make we, we might as well make t-shirts but <laughs> still one each but that is action asylum dude. that's only one flaw that this movie has is that they didn't they missed out on an opportunity oh yeah back to uh how long this movie takes place over not that this is proving anything well no it proves that it's not months they have to come back sometime and when they do, the, uh, what's his name? The food do not move from that spot until they come home. And they come home together. Yeah. Right? So this is after everything else happened. This is before the climax of the movie. So he's been there a while. So are we to believe that he's been there for weeks or, as it seems... A night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And he, I don't know how long he was in the snowman. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he would be dead. As a disguise. That's just comic relief. Yeah. I like the the callback to the thing that chop the wood chopping thing. That that thing actually has a purpose, kind of. Yeah, that might be the only thing is Chip himself. Right. Him being a stowaway is fine because it allows him to be there to free them. But uh, him, I think just him on the the spring. Yeah, and then you guys got to try this thing. Got to try this. That does feel that's like the only thing that's like eh. that. That's the same as uh, Stephen Hiller, where I gotta get me one of these. I don't. I never like those type of lines. Yeah. Uh, it's for mouth breathers that like that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's for the kids. <laughs> but uh, and is he saying you got to try this spring or you got to try riding this thing? Yeah, I just like that. Uh, uh, Maurice, it's like what the devil? <laughs> the devil? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like Satan. It's. And demonically is. possessed that this thing is coming at them chopping and the animation like that angle of like the <laughs> axe just going <laughs> it's, it's amazing going fast too yeah but I guess he he just like overstokes the fire or something because he's blowing it yeah. like because it's not going that fast before right and it seems like it's motorized but it's definitely not well, it's just rolling down the hill. It rolls down the hill. Who knows? How does he? Oh. How does he turn it? Oh boy, <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> Gaping plot hole. Yeah. There, um, there, there's a BuzzFeed article. How does Chip steer the axe demon? There's like, not a bad song. That's it is definitely that is rare in a Disney movie. There's not a bad song or a lesser song. What would be the the least of these is it, it there's bell bell reprise i would honestly say probably my least favorite they're all amazing but be our guest because it's Maybe, yeah. f- 
so famous and so like overdone and like it's like the catchy upbeat song they always have to have right and yeah but it's great compared to the others like they are actually better yes like uh, the only argument i could see would someone saying um whatever it's called something there that wasn't there before because it's kind of uneventful. See, in, I know. In terms of like musically. Right. But I feel in terms like of that's, character, I feel it's there's my favorite. a lot of development. So that I could see. I'm not saying that's what I think. I think I'm probably more on board for Be Our Guest. Um, and maybe that even is because of the, <laughs> the live action remake ruined it for me. Yeah. See, but, I, uh, I, no one's selling that movie on me. The only, so if I can defend it in any way, um, the new songs in it are pretty good because they can't ruin them because they're new. Right. So there's like a couple that are... Do they use that, that uh, human again? No, they don't. I don't. I think they're brand new. They're not Broadway. They're not deleted scenes. They are brand Did new. Did you ever see it on Broadway? I did not. No. I've seen so. Lion King and I saw Aladdin, but if not, I did not see that. Yeah, I saw Lion King. I don't think it was Sun either. We did, but did we see it together? The non we saw it in like Kitchener off or where Guelph, Guelph. Yeah, and which I don't think was what you would call Broadway. No, <laughs> and the guy's head fell off. The beast's masks fell off yeah. or something. Uh, and I hated their delivery of certain lines if they didn't do it. Exactly the, the same. Yeah. I see. That's the thing. When you're in it as deep as we are, knee deep, it's. I just I distinctly remember her saying, "Little town, it's a quiet village," and it was just like, "No, you're not. Just, just let it flow. You're just hitting things too wrong, sharp. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Cut. Yeah." Uh, and I've seen the one at Hollywood Studios a couple of times. Yeah, it's I've a beautiful that. That's half an hour. Yeah, it's it's like twenty seven minutes or something. It's, it's amazing. Perfect. It is, and oh my goodness, it and it's funny and it's good. It's yeah, it's good stuff there. Have and you gone to the one that's there now? The restaurant? No. Well, that. And then there's like Bell's Cottage, and I don't know what it's called. Story in time Florida? Yeah. No, I haven't been for a while. It's and great. Not allowed. <laughs> not not allowed. Won't let you back in. But <laughs> got too handsy. Uh, but no, I haven't been. Like when I've gone, we're not in the parks. And talking about getting handsy. <laughs> <laughs> I was accused uh, after the fact of uh, flirting with Ariel. Oh, because there's Ariel's grotto there now. Yeah, there's some pictures of me getting an autograph, and I look very smitten. Apparently, it also looks like I'm looking at her seashells, which I'm not. I'm looking at the autograph book. <laughs> yeah. We'll post that on the Instagram. Yeah, hundred percent. No. For sure. I love the princesses, especially when they look like their character. They're, I've seen a couple yeah. Bells look 
pretty good, especially when they got the like the blue and white. Yeah. And they got the proper wig or whatever going, and uh, like that does look. So many others, it's just like, yeah, you're good looking, but you don't look like the princess. Yeah. You, you can tell of... the ones that, like, you could be any princess just because you're pretty. Right. And then just do your makeup <clears throat> a certain way. Get out of here. <laughs> not my bell. Yeah. Hashtag not my bell. Yeah. Did we talk about this? Yeah, I think we talked about Rapunzel's hair. Her braid? Yeah, but like the princess version in the parks when she has the crazy hair. It's that's amazing. The long hair? Like no, it's all braided. Oh yeah. And with flowers and it's just like it exists where she has it down. That'd be crazy. They should do that. They could. They be, could. Like if she's in a stationary spot. Yeah. And, and have it like hanging all over. That would be amazing. Why aren't we in charge of things like that? Because it could be all over like a bunch of stuff. You just need it the be, last ten feet to go and be, be a wig. The line. You're in line, and you're following the hair, and then yeah, at some point it becomes the actual wig. Just Disney, just hire us. That's an amazing idea. Jeez. Oh, Jeez, man. <laughs> so. We got to 1991. That's a good start. Join us next time when we discuss Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan. That is just a string of hits. I don't even know if this will be a two-parter. It could turn into a three. Email us your thoughts on why we are correct and we'd appreciate that thanks for listening if you've made it this far wake up you've fallen asleep lineofsightpod at gmail.com or at lineofsightpod on twitter thanks for listening histoire éternelle qu'on ne croit jamais Inconnus, qu'un geste imprévu rapproche mon secret et soudain se pose sur leur cœur en fait un papillon rose, un rien, pas grand chose, une fleur offerte. Rien ne se ressemble rien n'est plus
l'histoire éternelle touche de 